0: Hey, it's working. Ah, I can breathe. I can take my mask off. It's, um, so, yeah, we're in the middle of, well, we just moved uh, yesterday. So, if I fall off the stage or something, please catch me. No, um, we'll get through it. Uh, but, yeah, it was a big, big day yesterday. Thank you to everyone who, was, who helped, uh, John and Narit, Eric and Hitomi. Um, also, my friends, Andrew and Amanda, who may or may not be watching on- online, did I miss anyone? Just, yeah, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to say just thank you to uh, just everyone uh, for just loving us in this place. Uh, I mean, we have learned so much, and it's just been such an honor and a privilege to be able to serve um, serve this house and and serve the Lord at church in the marketplace. Uh, I feel like we have made some lifelong uh, friends, and you know, you guys are like our our, our other family now, <laughs> so um, yeah, and, and please do keep in touch. Uh, we will, yeah, hopefully, yeah, keep in touch. Flick us a text. Give us a call sometime. Uh, we we love you guys dearly, and you guys are close to our hearts. Um, so I'll try not to cry. Um, <laughs> but, so today's message, I um, I do want to talk about our mental resolve so i I did share this a couple of weeks ago at Axis church which was online which is an experience in itself preaching on zoom (laughs) just give it a go one time it's it's pretty fun because nobody talks back it's great you can just preach um so but i do want to share about like how to have uh, stronger mental resilience i like to think of it like of how to be like a tough guy in your mind like And and, and I do think it's really important to look after our mental health. So I would like to tell some funny jokes before we get started. Um, So I can do this now because I'm a dad. So thank you. Thank you very much. So here's my first one. I mean, if you want to, you can yell it out, uh, the answer. But who is the smallest person in the Bible? Any takers? (laughs) ha! <laughs> that was super cringe. Hey. Okay, next one. Okay, ready? Here we go. Which king in the Bible liked to do things solo? Solo man, Yeah, that's uh, super cringe too. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a dad. I can do dad jokes now. Okay, what kind of car would Jesus have driven if he was alive today, right now? What kind of car do you think he would have had? I mean... I don't know if you see that many around this area, but I think he would have driven a Chrysler. Wow. Okay, what about this one? This last one, last one, okay, just bear with me. You're just like, get off the stage. (laughs) These are the worst jokes ever. No, no, which nursery rhyme did Jesus hear all the time growing up? This one one made me laugh. Mary had a little lamb. (laughs) Anyway, let's... (laughs) It's good. It's good to laugh. It's good, it's good for your uh, mental health. Um, sometimes you just got to laugh at things, hey? It's uh... Okay, so I think one of the best things we can do for our mental, uh, mental health is uh, find time before the Lord. Find time to pray. Uh, Luke 5.16, it tells us that Jesus would often, all the time it says, He would, often, he would withdraw and go to a secret place. And uh, be one with the father and he would he would pray it was he was built into his life he'd ha- he had a secret place where he would go away right so I think it's really important to be able to find a quiet place um, place to be alone to reflect to pray um, and yeah it's, it, it feels I have to admit like confession time it's been really hard to do that right now because we're, we've, we just moved yesterday it's like everything feels overwhelming and 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 crazily busy right now Uh, but but I do know when I take time to find that quiet place I I find strength in the Lord actually the Bible says that those who wait up on the Lord will renew their strength right Um, so why don't we do that right now just take a moment just to come before the Lord quiet our souls and just yeah let's do that thank you Lord We come come humbly before you, God. Thank you that we can come to your throne room of grace through Jesus. Let us never take that for granted. Lord, I just pray that you would quiet our souls here this morning. No matter what our weeks look like, no matter how crazy life might feel at times, Lord, thank you that when we come to you, we can find strength, and rest for our souls so yeah we just we come before you right now lord we pray that you would have your way here this morning speak to every heart you know what you know exactly what we need lord just lift this up to you in jesus name amen awesome so this morning what i want to try and do is hopefully give some good advice on how to navigate some of life's challenging seasons. Um, I know about you, but it feels like it's still a bit like, you know, we've had this whole pandemic thing. I mean, hopefully it's coming to an end soon, but it does feel like, man, it's been one of those seasons where it's just been up and down. It's been like a bit of a roller coaster. Um, you know, it's like you can worship without masks, you can wear masks, you can't go to the shop, you can go to the shop. It's just been like, I don't know, for me it's been like a roller coaster of a ride, um, The pandemic, hey? Uh, but yeah, I just, I just want to, you know, be honest here. I think everyone will go through challenging seasons. I mean, not just COVID, but, you know, things happen, like you lose your loved ones, um, maybe you lose your job or something like that, or you get COVID. I know many people have had COVID. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you get stuck in isolation, I mean, even if you're on, when you're on holiday and whatever, uh, but we will all go through tough seasons, and I think uh, one of the best things we can learn to do is uh, how to have mental resolve, which is, I think it's mental toughness to get through it. So, I, do, I, I just want to touch on this, I think I'll be pretty quick. <laughs> So I hope that's cool. Uh, so I do want to look at the story of David and Bathsheba. Do we all know David and Bathsheba? Yep. Okay. So just to give you a bit of a background, you, uh, the, uh, the younger kids, it's like, you guys remember David and Goliath? And he gets the slingshot and kills, yeah, this is the same David. And by this stage, he was a king, the king of Israel. Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Bible calls him like the greatest king of Israel, so... This is David and Bathsheba, so I'm just going to paraphrase this, this is not the exact translation, So, but if you want to read it, you can read it in 2 Samuel chapter 11 and chapter 12. Um, so anyway, so here's David, king of Israel, you know, he's just chilling in his palace and um, it was actually at a time where he should have been out fighting. So his army was out fighting a, a big war or whatever, and here's David just probably kind of procrastinating a bit in his palace. And, um, you know, maybe one day he was just like, oh, I'm just going to go out to my balcony and just just chill. I mean, he didn't have Netflix or stuff like that back then. <laughs> Imagine that, David, on Netflix. Well, yeah, no Netflix, no mobile phones, you know. The good old days. Um, so anyway, he is out there on his balcony, and, um, you know, he along comes Bathsheba. Well, she's not in the palace, but she's at another another place right and he can see her from his uh balcony he's a bit of a peeping tom you know we all know what that is right um so anyway he sees this beautiful woman and he's like oh right he's like dang like and then what he does is he goes to the the palace guard to go get bethsheba to come into his palace and do i have to say what happens from there They have sex. There, I said it. Okay, and it gets really, really messy. Okay, it's he. It gets really messy. So he commits a massive sin. He pretty much breaks like, I don't know, all of the commandments or something like that. Uh, He breaks a lot of things. And then what does he try to do? He tries to cover up his sin, and this blows my mind, right? So he's he's like, oh yeah, because like Bathsheba gets pregnant. So that's like, it's, now he's like frantically like, oh my gosh, like I have to cover this up somehow. So uh, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, was out fighting David's war and David's, you know, it's crazy, right? Uh, So what he does is he gets Uriah to come back and he tries to like cover up his sin by getting Uriah to sleep with his wife, but Uriah was too much of an honourable guy. He was like, how can I be at home like, with my wife, while my men are out there fighting, like, spilling their blood, I no, I'm not going to do that. So he decides to not even sleep at home in his bed with, with his wife. He, he, he chooses to sleep with the men, right? Like, like, yeah, okay. So so that's what happens, right? Uriah. And then what happens is David sends Uriah out onto the front lines. We all kind of know the story. He, he dies. So literally, David is responsible for murdering Uriah, that's that's um so how many how many commandments has David broken here? Pretty much everything. (laughs) But here's the interesting thing, right? So after all of that happens, along comes Nathan the prophet, and he gives David a harsh rebuke. He's just like, you have lost the plot, buddy. Like, come on, man. Um so he explains the Ulam principle, which is like a whole... Like, just read the chapters. I really encourage you to read chapters 11 and 12 of our uh, 2 Samuel. Really great chapters. Um, but Nathan rebukes David, and what happens? David... This is nuts. He actually repents. He admits his uh, struggle. He admits his... Like, what he has done is wrong. And he actually turns back... To God Um, and it's really interesting because it says he came quickly back he he did it quickly he didn't like he came to God but I don't want to say like oh it's all good but he had consequences right so he actually lost the firstborn with his with Bathsheba the the baby died there was consequences for his actions Um, but he was still able to humble himself even though he was in such a mess He was actually able to somehow come back to God. Um, So, the first thing I want to kind of touch on this morning is I think it's really important to know when you're struggling. So, King David, he was the king of Israel and he struggled. He really stuffed up here, royally stuffed up. But I think, um, I just want to say this, it's actually okay to not be okay. And I think one of the biggest barriers, barriers to overcoming and having breakthrough is actually admitting when, when you have an issue <laughs> or when you're struggling. Um, and I think this can be a big thing in church because I think sometimes there's an expectation when you come to church that, you know, you're supposed to be a nice, good little Christian. You're supposed to have it all together. Um, when actually Jesus didn't come for the healthy, right? He came for the broken, And I think being a Christian is supposed to be a little bit messy at times because in our mess, it's a good reminder that, hey, we actually need Jesus to get through this life. We can't do this on our own. Um, So I think a lot of the times we can also wear masks. We can... uh, Everyone's got Facebook, right? Instagram. Like, come on, that's not your real life. Like, you can post and pretend to be whoever you want. But it's a similar thing when you um, come to church. It can be very... Uh, you know, you can pretend like everything is, is cool when 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 every when actually underneath the surface, there's it's crazy. Um, we can be good at hiding things, yeah? I'm pretty good at it. Um, but we can do that without actually ever praying or talking to someone about it and actually going to someone and, and saying, hey, I'm actually really struggling here. I could really use your prayer or your help. Um, so... So i just want to say that again it's so important to know that it's actually okay to not be okay okay (laughs) that was like a big it's okay to not be okay okay get it okay but don't just leave it there once you've realized oh i've got stuff going on the great thing about being a part of a church is that there's people who can help us navigate those challenging seasons of life and it's it's absolutely okay to ask for help and actually god wants us to come to Him in our brokenness and in our weakness. Um, you know, there's a really good book in the Bible called The Psalms. Anyone know that book? Great book. <laughs> but it says things like this. Psalm 34:18 says, I am close to the brokenhearted. Psalm 147, 3 says, He kills the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God wants us to come to Him in our brokenness. That's actually where our walk with God gets stronger in those moments of brokenness where we actually come to God in surrender, like we have no idea how to do, like we come to God in surrender. I mean, do you ever have those moments like, oh my gosh, I just, I can't do this on my own. I need you, God, to come through. Um, We had this moment pretty recently as we were moving. (laughs) We were like, okay. I mean, the new place, I mean, the new church we're moving to is awesome. They're just like, you know, go find a place. We're like, okay, great. Great. Um, so we went out and tried to find a place and it was absolute madness at this time. Like we went and checked out an apartment that had like, like 30, 40 people going through the inspection. So like, let alone like the, the house prices in Sydney are like ridiculous, right? But let, like, but then there was like, you know, 30, 40 applications going to apply for that place. We're just like, <gasps> we need you God to come through. We need you God. And we just, I just remember praying with Raina We're just like god we need a miracle we need you to come through here we don't know where we're going to be living um so the good news is god came through hallelujah praise him um so we we did end up getting a really awesome place in in roseberry like bigger and better than we could actually ever even imagine like it's it's absolutely amazing so but that's the thing. God wants us to come to him in our brokenness because, yeah, I do believe that's where we, we find miracles, where we find healing. Um, and I love what James 4, 6 says. It says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but, I mean, I've met, I mean, I used to be, be one of those proud, I still am sometimes, one of those proud people who think, oh, I can do it on my own. Um, and actually, I can't. I need Jesus And it's the beauty of Christianity. Like, you don't have to do it alone. You have God with you. God's on your side. And He's with you in all of your brokenness and your mistakes. And and you can find grace and mercy. So I just want to say that. Like, never be too proud to come to God when you're in trouble. Never be too proud to come to God when you're in trouble. Um, So... Moving on, so when you can admit, yeah, I'm kind of struggling and you, you know, start walking through that journey of freedom and restoration, the other thing is this, right, don't be, like, don't be so blindsided by the circumstances or the problems that you're facing. So, you need to see the bigger picture, because sometimes you can be stuck in the middle of a storm and you can just be so focused and you're like, how am I ever going to get out of this, but actually if you just step back and actually see the bigger picture, it, it kind of helps. <laughs> so you need to see the other side. Pretty sure there's a song about that. Um, but you will get to your promised land. And I remember when I was a, a teenager, you know, I had depression and all that stuff. But I was a, I was a mental wreck. You know, breaking up with girlfriends, as you as you do as a teenager, is pretty depressing. <laughs> um, but I had, a, I had an awesome mentor in my life. And, and he used to often take me on walks down, I used to live like near a lake, and we used to go walking around the lake, and it was beautiful. But he used to tell me all the time, like, things will get better, uh, you will get through this, and that, that really helped me to just keep fighting and keep, keep going. And I have the most amazing wife, I don't know if she's in the gallery, but she always reminds me <laughs> that, hey, we're actually tiny little human beings on this tiny little planet called Earth. It's, I mean, if you think about, I mean, we only know the no one's universe, right? It's bigger than that. Um, But somehow we can think that our problems are so big and we can be like, God, how are you ever going to come through? But I'm reminded, like, think about how big the universe is and how puny our little problems are in comparison. It kind of, for me anyway, it puts things into perspective. So don't don't just get lost in the wilderness that you are. Stop seeing the bigger picture. That's that's what I'm trying to say here. And know that whatever you're going through, that things will get better, and that Jesus is with you. Amen. Um, so this is my third point, and then I'm pretty much I'm finished. I think. Um, short and sweet message. But I love this one. This is uh, I like I call this one make predetermined decisions. So if you want stronger mental resolve. Decide things ahead of time. So has anyone ever been to a restaurant, right? We've all been to restaurants. And um, who's one of those people who ums and ahs at the menu? Yeah, any of our friends know that we are just so indecisive about what we want to (laughs) eat. But but isn't it cool like when you go to a restaurant with someone and they already know what they want to order and they're just like, yeah, I want to order this, and, like, the food just comes, and it's like, ah, everyone's, like, happy. I try to be more like that, but I'm just, I'm a work in progress. Uh, but, But that's making a predetermined decision. That's what I would call it. But there are things, like, big life decisions that you should think about. Like, you should make that decision before. Like, okay, here's one for me, right, on Sundays. I have already determined, like, from 14, when I was 14, that I, every Sunday, no matter where I am, whether that's in person, online, whether I'm in a different country, I'm going to go to church. Um, And that was even on mine and Raina's honeymoon. We went to church. We were like, no, we are committed. We have made a predetermined decision that no matter what, every Sunday, we're going to be in church, we're going to worship God, we're going to go to the house of the Lord, and every Sunday. So that's one of the predetermined decisions that I've made in my life. Um, another one was this, right? I, I made the predetermined decision that I was going to wait till I got married to, you know, have sex. There I said it. Um, I've said it a few times. Okay, but I was like, I made that decision in my life. That's really important for our young people. Make that a predetermined decision that you're going to wait to get married. Um, so those are just some of the sp- small things, right, that I've decided ahead of time because it's actually... It's much easier to make those decisions ahead of time than actually making them in the moment. And I can remember plenty of times because I made those decisions that I was in a awkward situation and circumstance that I was like, "No, I'm a Christian. I've decided actually I'm going to do this, so that therefore I'm not going to do this other stuff, right?" You know, when I'd be at some pretty rowdy parties or whatever, I had I had already made up my mind. "Hey, I'm not I'm not drinking." Um so that helpful <laughs> i hope it is so going back to david okay king david like when you read through his whole story he he would always make a decision to follow god like before the battles he would consult the priests he'd want to seek the lord before he'd go in to a big big battle he'd seek god in everything and you know and when he fell because he fell really Really hard, like that was a big fall from grace, right? This whole thing with Bathsheba. But he was able to somehow humble himself and actually come back to God. So, so he he was able to make some kind of decision to be able to just keep coming to God no matter what. And I think that's that's what really separated him from King Saul because he like David was actually able to own his mistakes and be like, yeah, I've totally stuffed up, and he was able to humble himself and come before the Lord and repent. So, I'll leave, leave you all with that. That's, just, that's helped me on my journey just have a bit of mental resolve or mental toughness, whatever you want to call it. But I think when I learn to accept my brokenness and actually be able to go to God with that, for me, that's mental toughness. I think to not be blindsided by the rough seasons of life that, you know, every one of us will go through, but to actually know that, hey, I can fix my eyes on Jesus and everything's cool and I'm going to get through this. I think that, for me, is mental toughness. And I think it's definitely, for me, mental toughness when I'm able to make important, predetermined decisions. Amen. So, can I, should I pray? Can I pray? Yeah, um, so I'd like to just pray. let's pray lord help us to come to you pray that you'd help us come to you in our brokenness help us to not hide in our sin help us to bring all of that stuff into the light thank you god that you know every heart here this morning you know what we need I pray that when we do find ourselves in the storm, that we would lift our eyes and know that you are with us, and may you help our mentor resolve, that we, that we would know that you're with us, God. I pray that you would speak to us about some important predetermined, predetermined decisions that you want us to make that are honouring to you. Speak to us, Lord. I pray for everyone here this morning that you would bless and that you would you would know that that they would know that you are with them forever and always. Help us to love you and to honor you with all that we are. I pray for everyone's mental health as well, Lord. I pray for divine healing because you know exactly what we need. Um, so anyone experiencing uh, depression or anxiety, Lord, I thank you that there is healing there. We just lift that up to you, and we just give you praise here this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.